You know the vibes. Welcome back to another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast brought to you by NBA 2K24. We're quickly approaching 25 years of NBA 2K. So make sure you get your copy through the link in the description. We're going to talk about that later this week, BJ. But first of all, I got to ask you, following yesterday's episode, where you had your doubts about the Denver Nuggets, after watching the video I made, has your perspective changed? No, my perspective has not changed. My perspective has not changed. Oh, come on. It hasn't changed. However, you know, I I, I want to give you credit where credit's due. I thought it was an incredible video. I thought it was very well done. I thought you made excellent points. Graphics, phenomenal. All of the things were terrific. However, however, I'm still not convinced that they are... (laughs) Well, I'm still not convinced that they're okay, going to win okay, the championship okay. based on the argument. But the arguments were great. Thank I you. mean, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I was like, I applauded. I mean, actually, I applauded the work, the perspective. You made some great arguments. You had a great case. However, I, I just wasn't convinced okay. based on, you know, my limited knowledge of the sport i just but uh, but well, well i thought you i thought you were i thought it was very well done though I'll, I will say everyone this. i want to say this and then, then you're, i'm gonna give it turn it over to you i think all of our listeners should take the time to listen to i appreciate because it was very well that, done though. very yeah, well done it's on the youtube.com forward slash hoop genius but bj we had that conversation yesterday and then you went and watched the video and i'm not gonna lie i was super worried because i was watching the pelicans and the nuggets and the Nuggets were down 20. And I was like, oh, for God's sake, I'm going to have to go on the show tomorrow. BJ's going to tell me I was wrong. But then the Nuggets came back and won the game by 18 points, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. Four of the last five games for the New Orleans Pelicans, mm-hmm. they've had horrific third quarters. They've been outscored by double digits mm-hmm. in the third quarters of four of their last five games. For some reason, when they come out of the locker room at halftime, it's like they forget how to play. Do you have any explanation for this? Because I can't get my head around. Like the first two quarters, they look dominant out there on the court, even without CJ McCollum, right? Jordan Hawkins, the rookie, stepped in, looked great. But then right. halftime comes along and they just look lost. What's what's the reasoning right, yeah. for this? What are they doing at halftime? Well, yeah, that makes yeah. well I, I, I can say this. When you are, after you become more experienced in this league, you understand that every game is different, every quarter is different, and certainly every half is different. You know, Mo, th- there's a real thing, and I think the Golden State Warriors over the last decade or so, I think they have been the leaders in this built in this halftime category. adjustments. There you go, Mo. That that's it. You make adjustments at halftime. Okay. Many of the good teams in this league, Mo, they never show you their full menu in the first half, and the reason being is because you want to see what the other team is doing before you try to win the game. Okay. And, and, and that's a real thing. So in the, if you ever watch the Warriors play, which most of us have, the Warriors never, ever show you their full menu in the first half. They never show you how they really want to defend. Screen Just the ball. entrees. Yeah. They, <laughs> they, 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 they never show you how they think they can really attack you. They'll just run their offense, right? They'll run. They'll run their offense, ball movement, player movement. Mm-hmm. Okay. They'll run their system of play before they begin to target who they think or how they think they can win the game. 
All right. And also, on the other side as well, defensively, Lee, they don't make their change make, until the start of the third quarter. There you go. So if they, if, if, if they are up in the first half, they're like, oh, this is just a bonus. If the score is tied, they're like, oh, this is a bonus. Steve Kerr never start coaching the game until they get down 10 points. Because he'll be like, okay, guys, this is how we have to play because now we know what they're doing and we got to make an adjustment. When I watch the when I watch the New Orleans Pelicans play, you know they have a style, right? And their 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 style is clearly Zion <laughs> and Brandon Ingram. That's their style. Now, if that just works for forty eight minutes, they'll probably win the game. However, I never see Zion or yet or yet this season make an adjustment during the course of the game. Well, First last- quarter out. Go ahead. Last night he didn't score at all in the first quarter, and he finished the game just one assist shy of a triple double. Yeah, so he found something. Yes, he found how to score in the course of the game. However, you just noted that there was a forty point turnaround. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> okay. Now, Mo, that's how I saw it. Like, wow. That's it. <laughs> so yeah, Mo, like. Well, it took him 40 points to figure out what to do. Okay. So, Mo, that's a huge turnaround in the course yeah, of the it, game. In that one quarter, they were the, the Pelicans were up 12, and then at the start of fourth, they were training by seven. So in that 12 okay. minutes. So I I I think when you start to see those margins for a turnaround, what is going on with your team where they're not adjusting to what's going on during the course of a game. That's a huge turnaround. Mo, you're down 20, and then you, you suddenly you, you lose by, what, 18. That's that's a pretty significant turnaround. So you would like to see the New Orleans Pelicans stop those runs sooner so that they, can, they won't have such massive turns during the course of a game. Because anytime you play on – I think they played on the road. If I, if I, if I think I, I watched a little bit of that game. You would like to think that if you get up 20 in this league, that you can able to at least maintain some level of distance or stop the run where you're not going to let now let them make a 20 point comeback from 20 points and then take a 20 point lead. I mean, I don't remember the last time I saw a team go to Denver and take a 20 point lead like that. You know, they, yeah. they got a pretty good home court advantage. Yes. You're up 20. Yes. You don't play with your food. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but you just keep playing. It's a lot. 48 minutes is a long time. And give Denver credit. They made some adjustment that they clearly either they knew it before the game or they spotted it during the course of the game. However, once you find it, now it's the other team's time turn to make an adjustment. And clearly that wasn't the case for the New Orleans Pelicans. Well, also this week in the NBA, James Harden made his Clippers debut at yeah, Madison Square Garden. That. Yeah, let's, let's talk about it. Let's that. get let's into it because... His debut wasn't bad for a guy who's not really played basketball at all since the playoffs last year, but they lost the game and a game that they really should have won if they want to consider themselves serious title contenders. But what were your impressions of it? You know, on paper, when you look at the names, you know, they, they, they those are impressive names. Okay. James Harden, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Russell Westbrook. It's impressive. But Mo, I, I don't understand the chemistry of the group. I don't understand the culture of this team. I don't understand how it's going to work. 
but you know they have good players all right they all are i think twos or threes for the most part with the exception of russell i don't understand it however i'm willing to look and see how it's going to work but it doesn't look to me from afar that this is this doesn't look like an experiment that's going to turn out well but that's just what i see from afar i mean from the first game the lack of size as you just said they're twos or threes the clippers as a team had seven offensive rebounds Mitchell Robinson by himself had nine. The New York Knicks got 18 offensive rebounds in that game. To me, that's mind-blowing. And that's a a real concern because we talk about it all the time on this show, right? We talk about how teams in the NBA are getting bigger and bigger and bigger, right? The Clippers now have Zubak and then not small guys, but comparatively to the other guys on the opposite team, the Clippers are playing like two shooting guards and two small forwards, right? So maybe they're big at the point guard spot, but at the power forward spot, they got no one there. So when you're coming up against a team like the Knicks who have got Randall and Mitchell or the Cavs who have got Mobley and, and Jarrett Allen or the Bucks who have got Brooke Lopez and, and Giannis or even out in the West where you've got Aaron Gordon and Nikola Jokic because Aaron Gordon plays a lot bigger than he even is and he can jump out of gym. And you're right. playing against all of these teams how are you going to win purely based on the number of possessions that you have because you can't rebound the basketball? Yeah, it, it's like I'm saying, it, you like the names, you, you like the talent, at least from an offensive perspective. However, Mo, I'm not convinced that this experiment is going to work in a team setting. It just seems like there's not enough balls, what style they're going to play, Who's the, you know, Kawhi Leonard to me is still the best player on the team. I mean, I saw some possessions where Kawhi and Paul George, their two best players, didn't even touch. They they were just spacing the floor, just stood on the three-point line and Harden and Westbrook took it in turns to go basically one on one on five. Yeah, I, I just, I don't, I don't know how this works. But again, you know, the, the, the Clippers now, maybe they know something. I'm willing to watch to find out. Because well, I as you know, I love I love solving problems. And Tyler so, is a great coach, and and maybe he maybe he figures it out, and then I can say I learned something. However, my initial reaction is this is going to end bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, that it fourth quarter collapse was just yeah. It just, but, but you know, it's his first game since what May or yeah, they didn't make it to June yeah, since May, yeah, and no yeah. training camp and. And then, you know, and then, you know, look, and I love P.J. Tucker. However, when he comes in, I mean, they basically, Kawhi Leonard is probably, Kawhi Leonard or Paul George is their tallest guy on the floor at any given moment. Mm-hmm. They take Zubats out. I know, I, know, I don't know what happened to do Plumlee. You, do I, you, I don't, he, he picked up uh, some sort of injury during the course of the yes. game. Mm-hmm, but do mm-hmm. you think that they should play Zubak at the five, P.J. Tucker at the four, and then one of... Harden or Westbrook comes off the bench. Harden, of course, won sixth man of the year, but that was before he became the James Harden well, we know. I, and Westbrook, I let's state the obvious one. Let's state the obvious. The obvious is they're going to be able to score. Yeah. Now they're going to be able to score. Okay. There's going to be some nights, Mo, where they're just going to pick on the other team because I mean they have three excellent isolation players on one team. Harden. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Okay. Russell Westbrook 
at any given moment, he can overwhelm you with his athletic ability. Okay. So they have four players who at any given time will probably have an advantage on the offensive end. The, the obvious with this team is their inability to rebound, especially on the defensive end. The Knicks had 15 more shot attempts yes. in the game. Okay. So what we know, Mo, is that at some point you got to depend on your defense for something. They can't defend and they won't be able to rebound the basketball. That's going to be a significant problem. So <laughs> that leaves them with one thing. They're going to have to outscore you. All right. All right. Now, if it's a 140 game, the 140 game, they probably win that game because they can do that. Mm -hmm. But if you begin to control the tempo of the game, control the possessions, the Knicks did a terrific job and you allow your bigs to control the rebounds, you know, offensively and defensively, like well, they were like they did, like Mitchell Robinson did last night, they're going to struggle. And as you know, they're teams are going to this information is going to pass around. Just like when you play against the Golden State Warriors, what's the first thing teams do now? They try to offensive rebound versus the Warriors. Mm -hmm. And it's the Warriors... Looney on his own. <laughs> yeah, and Looney. And then <laughs> when that doesn't work, and when Looney's not rebounding or, or whatever the case he may be, they get down early, <laughs> can't play, they get him out, and they go small. Mm -hmm. they, that, that's their thing. So then they try to control the tempo of the game. That's called junking the game up. So maybe that's they will be the formula for for the uh, Clippers, and maybe it works. I mean, those guys are excellent players. I'm not taking anything away. However, right now, you can see the obvious. They're small. They won't rebound. And I'm not sure how defensively outside of – I mean, Kawhi and those guys can defend. But I don't I don't know how this is going to work, Mo, and I'm not convinced it's going to work as is, but we'll see. Well, one team who figured it out last night, uh, was the Minnesota Timberwolves. They brought an oh. end to the Celtics' unbeaten start to the season. Um, Carly Towns had a horrible game, and when he fouled out, it kind of shifted the momentum back in favor of the Timberwolves, who went into overtime and took the win. Anthony Edwards is that guy. He is he's a, he's a, he's a unbelievable. Unbelievable. He's a but BJ, the Celtics, late-game turnovers, Joe Mazzula not calling into timeout. Not getting Paul Zingas involved in any of the actions. They're trying to play isolation ball down the stretch. Everything I was worried about is still there. Do you think that was well, a one-off and they're going to learn from it, or do you think this team is who it is? Well, you, you, well, you know, Mo. Listen, I'm I'm not going to jump on these teams. They're undefeated. They lost one game. Okay, this is their first loss. Okay, so now we're already on Joe's. Like, what what do we expect from this young guy? Is this young coach? I mean. Anthony Edwards gave a he didn't give a great performance. I mean, it, it's like maybe the best performance thus far in the in the in the early part of the season. Mm -hmm. Okay. It took that level of effort to beat them on the road. Okay. Also, let's not forget that Minnesota, I know it's early, but statistically, they are the best defensive team right now in the league. Just on statistics. You know, and that's my guy, Rudy Gobert, who I know you're going to chuckle. You're going to chuckle here. I know you're going to chuckle. You know, you got a little. I, I'll say here. this. I will say this. How nice is it for Rudy Gobert to finally have guys on the perimeter that can guard in McDaniels and Anthony Edwards? Because his whole career in Utah, he was just watching Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley and Bogdanovich getting blown by. And he has to. Well, clean up how nice yeah. must he be feeling right now? Okay. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think. 
I think this team, I think this team, Rudy with Rudy Gobert anchoring the defense. And he gets a lot of, you know, he gets a lot of flack, right? I get it. But I I I like what Rudy does. I I I I happen to be a Rudy Gobert fan because of what he does on the defensive end. I, I like Rudy Gobert. Mm-hmm. This kid, Anthony Edwards, though, he's a superstar. I mean, he's a star. Okay. Make no doubt about it. Okay. He he had, he was the best player on the floor last night. And he was playing against Jason Tatum, who was a first team all def- all NBA player. And and, and Jason and Jalen Brown, who is, a, you know, he's an all-star. And, and Drew Holiday guard on him, who's it, one of yes. the best defenders in the league. So I'm saying, this, 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 is, this, this is not a mistake now. If you haven't seen, if you haven't seen Anthony Edwards, okay, then he's must-see TV. He, he is, if he's not on, if you say who's a top five player, Anthony Edwards now is on that list. I don't care where he's at on that list. He's on that That's list it. now. He's, if you say who's the top five, you better have Anthony Edwards on the list. That's the level he's playing at now. Okay. He is, he is that guy on both ends and he takes the challenge on the other end. He's not dodging any of oh, the that, that one possession late in overtime where he's guarding Jason Tatum and That's he's studied the scouting report to the point where he knows when Jason yeah, Tatum's going to try to push off with his right arm and go to his step back. And he used that so, to so get a steal. He he is he's whoever your top five is right. We can that's another for another date. Anthony Edwards is on your list. He is that level of player now, and we should not be surprised when we see these types of efforts on a consistent basis. I mean, I mean he just pulls this out like, okay, this is what I need to do to win. Okay, this is what I do. So great job for them. And I love the fact when you win and Carl Anthony Towns didn't even play well. Mm-hmm. So this says something about this says something about this Minnesota team. I think if they continue to play with this level of confidence, they may be one of those teams this year that you may dark horse. Yeah, they may the be because Anthony... they were the hardest opponents they had last year. Yeah, because Anthony Edwards is a problem. Like mm-hmm. he's a problem. Like he like like you know what I mean. Like you. You play guys, and you go. All right, how are we gonna stop this guy? Well, Anthony Edwards, because he plays the entire game. He plays on both ends. He will impact the game, and you know you can't stop him. You know you can just you can only hope to contain a guy like this. So I like their team, and I like what I, they I do. think. Jaden McDaniels is great. I think Nas Reed yes. is one of the most underrated players in the league. I think Slow Mo is my guy. I mean, you gotta love Slow Mo. Slow Mo. Yeah. And I think yeah. if they do move Carlani Towns. I think I would actually be addition by subtraction, as you said on yesterday's show with the Raptors. I, I you know who I like for them? Mm-hmm. I, I I told you, I told you early, I don't know, I think it was in September. I like Julius Randle for well, this team. One of our listeners tweeted me earlier saying that they want to see Emmanuel quickly on the Timberwolves and Carl Anthony Towns going There's to the not Knicks. enough shots room there, but I like quick. You know what I mean? You know where I would like to see quickly with the Phoenix Suns? Oh, there's not enough shots for him there. <laughs> uh, I, I, I like, I'd like to. Well, those guys are those guys are always hurt. Yeah, like yep. when you watch them, when you <laughs> yep. watch them, you know what? I, I feel bad for Kevin Durant because this guy is just everywhere he, he goes. He, he he has to do everything. You know what I mean? And I think quickly 
having another ball handler, a guy who can score. You know, you, you know, I don't know what's going on with Bradley Beal, by the way. I mean, apparently he's coming back against the Bulls uh, tonight. But well, I, I hope so because when when you start not hearing when you when you don't hear something, Mo, it, it's not good. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like when you like now, no one's talking about it. It's kind of one of those things, you know. So I hope he gets back. I hope Devin Booker gets back. You know, I, I know they got Devin Booker handling the ball, but this yeah. guy's an elite two guard. I mean, come yeah. on, let's just call it what it is. Riley Can Bill's he been mimic? upgraded to questionable. Yeah. So I would love means. to see quickly. Yeah, I would love to see quickly go to a place where they're gonna allow him to he's a great kid. You, you know, he plays and he plays hard. Um but yeah, I would like to see Julius Randle in in uh, I think him and Anthony Edwards. I mean, that's bully ball at his finest, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I would just like to see both of those guys because they play, you know, they play a physical brand. But you know, Carl Anthony Towns is uh, that was a good win, and I love the fact when you don't play well and you win. So that speaks a little volume to me about how good this uh, Minnesota Timberwolves teams can be. They can be if they're clicking on all the cylinders. Well, you know, Tuesday night in the NBA, no games because it's election day. I think yes. some of the arenas are being used for people to vote in. So shout out to them. But that means we've got a whole bunch of games on Wednesday night. We're going to run through them, BJ. You're going to tell me who okay. you think is going to win. And we start off red hot with the Celtics versus the Sixers. A re- oh. rematch of the second round of the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. Uh, Embiid is on fire right now. He's just putting up crazy stat lines in every game. I'm going to go with Philly. I'm going to go with Philly. In that. Is that in Philadelphia? Is I that hope. in Philadelphia? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I, I'm going to go with Philly. I'm going to go with Philly on, on that one. I, I see it. I see it. The Jazz and the Pacers. The Pacers had a huge win over the Spurs. I think they take that momentum. Um, They're at home against I'm the Jazz, a, who are I'm, two and six I'm gonna now. Go with, yeah, I'm going to go with the Pacers. Yeah, Pacers are kind of up and down for me, you know, but I'm going to go with the Pacers at home. The Hornets and the Wizards. The Wizards, Ooh. who I think could go one and eighty-one. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with the Hornets. Go with the Hornets. Um, the Spurs. Wemby is making his first appearance at Madison Square Garden as they face the Knicks. Knicks. I'm going to go with the Knicks. I'm going to go with the Knicks on that one. But I would love to be at that game because you I, know there's going to be a lot of hype. Oh hell yeah! I'm excited to see how they guard Wembenyama if they put Mitchell Robinson on him, how he holds up, and I'm sure Scott will be back on Monday to talk a little bit about that matchup. Um, the Clippers take on the Nets. Uh, James Harden against one of his former teams. I'm going to go with the Nets. I'm going to go with the Nets. On they had a close one against the Bucks the other night. They went all the way down to the wire. Cam yeah, Thomas I, I, is yeah, starting Cam to find Thomas. some consistency now. Starting this kid has been scoring like this. I think it's kind of one of those things like, Whoa. oh, he's just had I, I don't night. think it's consistency in scoring. I think it's consistency in the minutes that the coaching staff. Yes, that's him. what I'm saying. Like this guy is clearly, clearly he has a gift to score. Well, this is he has I'm... the he has the moji. I'll say this. You owe us the fans. You owe me still 30 points. Okay, the, okay, the, okay, don't worry. All-Star it's, weekend. It's, it's on the menu, don't worry. Okay. But what I like about what the Nets can do now is Cam Thomas, obviously a very weak defender, but they can surround him with Bridges, with Ben Simmons, with Dorian Finney-Smith, with Cam Johnson, with, with these guys who can play great defense, and it's just one guy that you've got to kind of cover up on a defensive end. Previously, with Kyrie and Harden, it was difficult to find rotations that suited him. So I think that works really well. Um, I think the Nets take that. But then we've got the Cavs and the Thunder in Oklahoma. Ooh, Cavs. I'm going to go with the Thunder. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Thunder with that one. It's going to be a tough test uh, for Chet Holmgren. 
going up against Mobley, going up against Jared Allen. I'm interested you know, to see how that goes. I think Chad Holmgren, last time they saw Mobley, he had like seven blocks. He play, he outplayed Mobley. Okay. So I, I, I'm going to I'm going to say this. Th- those are two teams I'm going to keep an eye on. Cle- uh, Cleveland and o- OKC, because I think both of them have really good teams. However, something's missing from both of those teams. Mm-hmm. And they both have players. To me, that are tradable if you, yeah, they if go you did a survey yeah. like Mobley, Giddy. Uh, was it a Jalen Jalen Williams? I would love to see Evan Mobley on the Thunder. That's what I'm saying. And I Mobley think they and have front court. Oh my! Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I so Mobley, Giddy, Jalen is it Jalen Williams? Is yeah, that there's Jalen Williams and Jalen Williams. Yeah, so they got so, two of them. So I think those players could all be like moved around. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, I, I, so I, I, I'm, I'm gonna keep an eye on those teams. They're, you know, they're, they're in, ones in the East, ones in the West. And you could, you know, Giddy, you know, if you had a Giddy Mobley, I don't think anybody would say anything with that trade. Not that mm. they should do those, but yeah, those yeah. are the type of trades that you'll say, that's, that's good for both teams. Yeah. Well, the next game is the Pelicans at the Timberwolves. Wolves. Yeah, I think so. Um, then your Pistons are facing the Milwaukee oh, Bucks. Oh, don't make me do this. Oh, oh. <laughs> Let's see how much you love Detroit. Whoa, whoa. You going to say it? You going to go there? Detroit basketball. No way. No way. No way. I'll say hey, this, though. Hey, 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 I'll whoa. say this, though. I don't know how they're going to go at Kay Cunningham. Hey, Drew Holiday ain't there no more. I don't know how they got in Cade. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah, I don't know. You know, my Pistons, they, they've had the injury bug early. You know, they're a young mm-hmm. team. They're like the youngest team, I think, in the NBA. I think they have the youngest starting five or something yep. in the NBA. Yep. But they've been bitten by the injury bug. You know, uh, Bogdan, I, Bogdanovich hasn't played, I don't think, you know, mm-hmm. um, this entire year. You know, you, you got to say Milwaukee. However... I'm holding yeah. on to my Pistons. I'm holding oh, on. Nah, I'm, I'm it's, holding it's on. the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, the Heat travel to Memphis to take on the one and I'm going six with the Grizzlies. Grizzlies. I'm going yeah. with the Grizzlies. I'm yep. going with the Grizzlies at this. I'm going we, in, in, the, in the grind. Is it the grind house down there? Yep. The grind. Yeah, they got yeah. D Rose. They got Bismack. They got Marcus. Yeah. Mark. We got to go there yeah. in season B. We yeah, got to go there. Hey, I, I want. I, I think I told you this the other day. If I didn't, sorry if I'm repeating this. I watched them play the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And did I tell you? They, yeah, we they had the whole story. <laughs> they had like three guys I thought were outstanding on the defensive end. Marcus Smart. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't realize until I watched the game. Marcus Smart was two years ago defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. Last year was uh, Jaron Jackson defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you have a perimeter guy and an inter- interior guy. They really did a nice, nice. They did something really nice there. And, you know, and Bismack comes in kind of. Gives him the physicality. Desmond Bain was terrific the yep. other night. He's on track uh, to be an all-star if he keeps playing like this. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they they play well. So, I'm going to give them, you know, I'm going to say, you know what, let's go two in a row. I'm going with the, I'm going with yep. the Grizzlies on that. Yep. Now we've got a highly anticipated matchup. Dylan Brooks trying to get his revenge on LeBron James as the Houston okay, Rockets host the, the Lakers. Give me the update on Anthony Davis. What's going on there? Oh, I don't know. Because he left the game with a strained groin. Yes. Um, I don't know. 
how he did that, but he says that he will be fine. And it's now known as a hip injury and he's expecting okay. to play. Um, even though he left the game against the heat, you know, the Rockets, what are they like three and three or three something? And three. Yep. The Rockets beat. I'm a little concerned about my Kings. We talked to, you know, we had Scott. We on could the get onto them. We're going to get onto the Kings. Cause they're playing as yes. well. We're going to talk about the Kings, but they lost huge. Was it last night? Huge. Yep. Huge. Yep. Huge. Okay, Tuesday night. Huge. Uh, Monday night. Okay. Sorry. They lost. Now I'm, I'm, I'm beginning to be a little concerned with that. They're for, for me. That's the team I've had an eye on for the last two weeks. And now mm-hmm. I'm concerned. I'm, I'm really concerned with them now. Because now when you're losing by 40, 50 points on the road versus the Houston Rockets, hey, something's going no on. No one's trying to see Alperin Sengu, bro. I've been telling uh, you for years. Okay, that's Almost okay. Almost a triple-double. Yes. I'm concerned now yep. what's going on yep. there in Sacramento. But who okay, you got so- for the Lakers-Rockets game? I'm going to go Rockets with this one. Yeah. And then, so the Kings are playing the Blazers. That's a good game to get them back on track. Do you think they're going to get back on track or do you think the Blazers will improve to 500? Where's that game being played at? In Sacramento. This is a must game. <laughs> this is a must. No, no, seriously. Seven but, games into the season. Yeah. Yeah. No, there are games. Mo, you lost by 50 points to a team you play back to back. Mo, they lost back to back games versus the Houston Rockets. Mm-hmm. And on the second game of the back-to-back, you lose by, you were down by 40, 50 points. Yeah, it was 122 to 97 final score. That's what I'm saying. Mo, this is a, I'm concerned with Sacramento now. Yeah. Because I had them in the upper half of the division. I yep. mean, Mo, they could, you know. And I, Darren I don't know Fox is listed as out. Um, yeah, I don't know his timetable to present. We've got the Suns, who may have Bradley Beal for the first time, going up against the Bulls in Chicago. Suns. Yep. The Raptors face the Mavericks in Dallas. The six and one Mavericks is that the is six it, and one oh, Grant oh, Williams uh, Mavericks. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with the Raptors here. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go to the Raptors. Momentum. I'm going to go to Raptors here. I'm going to okay. go to the Raptors here. And the last game of the night is going to be a great one: the Golden State Warriors versus the Denver Nuggets. Six Ooh, and two versus seven and one. I'm going to go to Nuggets, but I'm going to look at the matchups. Yeah. I want to see if. I want to see, can the Warriors play elite-level basketball with this group? Mm-hmm. When I say elite-level, I mean, now you, you can't fake it with, with Jokic. Now, I don't know if Jamal Murray is playing or not, which it's not a fair assessment. But, I, however, I want to see the Warriors send a message. I think this is a game where the Warriors can say, okay, how good are we for real? Mm-hmm. Because if if the Nuggets beat them minus Jamal Murray, well, Jamal Murray is out for an extended period now with a hamstring yeah, strain. It's not a one or two game injury. It's going to be out okay. For a so, while. I think if the if the if the Nuggets win this game, they're going to treat the Warriors like the little brother. Ah, uh, you know, like ah, uh, you're you're you you can't even beat us without Jamal Murray. Once we get Jamal Murray back, you have no chance. But mm-hmm. I think the Warriors can send a message now. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think they can send a message here. They can send a message to the rest of the league, like we're for real. So I think this is a big game for the Warriors. I think they're going to probably bring their A game to this to this uh, to this uh, contest. Yeah, and uh, I, w- I want to pick. I'm going to pick the Nuggets. However, however, I think the you know what I take that back. I'm going to pick the Warriors. No, and here's why. 
here here's why here's why i'm going to pick them because i think this i think chris paul is going to be a difference maker in this in that game okay i think chris paul is yep. going to and chris paul chris paul is ready at this stage of his career i think since he went to the nba finals chris paul wants to one more chance to play a meaningful uh, in a meaningful game mm-hmm. and i think I think having an opportunity with him right now at this stage of his career, I think means something to him. Because yeah. he's really kind of accepted this role that they've given him in Golden State. I kind of like this role. You know, Kyle Lowry to me, I was a I was a little I was a little envious of that role Kyle Lowry picked up last year. I was like, yeah, at this stage of his career, he gets a chance to come off the bench and play meaningful, significant minutes. Mm-hmm. What a great role as an aging point guard, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Because you're not as fast as you once was. But as the game slows down, your experience can carry you for stretches. Yeah. And Kyle Lowry, to me, he was he was terrific last year. And I think Chris Paul can do the same this year. So I respect that. It's probably a little bit of, you know, just knowing that position. I think he could be, I think Chris Paul could be the best guard on the floor coming off the bench. And I think he could. I think he's going to have a significant impact in, during that game. Because I think Reggie Reggie Jackson's probably going to start. Yeah, now, right. Reggie Jackson will start. Julian Strother okay. had a great game off the bench. Um, the Clippers just to round us out. The Clippers rebounding woes get worse as breaking news: Miles Plumley has a left MCL sprain and is returning oh, back. Or oh, Mason Plumley, sorry, um, is oh. returning back for a further evaluation. So tough time for the Clippers fans. Um, that's yes. been the Hoop Genius podcast. Get well soon. Get yes, well sir. soon. Yes, sir. Make sure you guys subscribe YouTube, Spotify, Apple. And um, we'll be back tomorrow with more breaking down the NBA for you. So don't miss a beat. Make sure you stay locked in. And most importantly, get buckets.